All right. Welcome back to Dollar Bill Boot Camp. This is episode number three, and me and Matthew from the last episode are collaborating on this one, and we're going to talk about how the military can get you ahead with money and how you can work out a budget and our personal stories with budgeting. And then also, I want to tell you the reason you want to do this is because the American dream is dead. The middle class is dying and you have to be in control of your own destiny. Companies aren't going to take care of you anymore. So you need this more than ever. And this education is going to help you out in the future tremendously. And now I want to thank Matthew. Matthew, thanks for uh, tuning in and helping me out with this episode. Uh, absolutely, Rob. Thanks for having me on the show again. Oh, it's not a problem. I look, I look forward to doing more episodes with you. So Matthew, what are, what are some ways the military can help somebody get ahead in life and finances? Well, there's definitely several ways. Uh, just jump into the main one here. Obviously, your health care is going to be free. All that's going to be taken care of. And uh, just a, a little story about that. Um, when I first got in, you, you want to make sure that you, you enroll in Deers and that you take care of your TRICARE paperwork right away. I came in married, and lo and behold, my wife needed to have her gallbladder removed while I was still in tech school. So we got all of our paperwork taken care of on time and that wasn't an issue. So uh, of course they, they brought her in as Shepherd and that was all taken care of. Uh, no charge to me, nothing out of pocket. Now, uh, how, had I have not done that, you know, if I wasn't budgeting for a medical emergency, which we weren't have at the time, we would have been in some bad trouble, right? So, Basically, healthcare is the main thing right away. You're not going to be spending money paying for private insurance, uh, or you're not going to be spending a lot of money for expensive doctors, medications, ER visits, and things of that nature. Um, what What are some other things that are taking care of you for living that you would say, Rob? Oh, I, I would just say the uh, the pension, and you know, everyone says you do your 20 years and get a pension for the rest of your life and in dollar bill boot camp we're going to teach you later on in episodes residual income is the key to success so there's nothing better than doing your 20 years and getting residual income now if you're older and you've been in the military for some time you're you're under the old system where you're going to get 50 percent at 20 years and you'll get two and a half more percent a year after that but the new system with the blended retirement system you're going to get a 40% when you get out, 2.5% per year like before, but you also will get matched 5% into your TSP, which you would really want to start doing your 5% right when you get in the doors of the military. So I think that's good. And going on pay as well, you're always going to get paid on the 1st and the 15th. Anytime there's been a budget or something getting passed, I've always been paid the 1st and the 15th. I've never missed a paycheck in 13 and a half years. So I think that is definitely between health care and your pension and pay, you're definitely ahead of the civilian counterparts. Uh, is there anything else, Matt? I know there's a lot of benefits. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's not forget the GI Bill or the post-9-11 GI Bill. Uh, certainly when you and I came in, uh, full-timers had to pay out of pocket to uh, invest in that, and it was worth every penny of it, in my opinion. Um so now there's no money down for that. GIs come in and uh, they just need to enroll, enroll in the paperwork and make sure you take care of that. Uh, do all your paperwork and 
definitely uh, dot all your I's and cross all your T's when you're doing paperwork in the military and get that all taken care of. And the uh, reason why is, of course, they're going to provide you with tuition assistance. Once your commander or your squadron approves you to start taking classes while you're going to work, uh, you're able to use your tuition assistance. And I want to say, you know, somebody recommended to me before I came into the military, it was this rich guy that worked in the, of course, he worked in the credit card industry, right? He recommended that I take out student loans, told me it would be one of the best investments I could ever make. And you know, I saw his nice house and his nice car. He was one of my friend's dads. So I was over there and the guy was a baller, right? But I just, I could never agree with him. I just, and still to this day, you can see it's a huge political issue where everybody, people, some people think they should get their student uh, loan debt wiped out for free. And it's just not going to be able to work that way. Uh, college is very costly and the military can help you get ahead definitely by providing tuition assistance. And then when you get out, you can use your post-9-11 GI Bill. I think I personally, I can't remember what the cap is now. There'll be a cap where uh, I think it was 2500 bucks back in the day. I don't know what it is now. But so if you go over the cap, you're going to have to come out of pocket a little bit. And I was hitting college so hard and so fast that I actually uh, busted the cap and had to come out of pocket a little bit. But I want to tell you, my whole I have an associate's and a bachelor's and now uh part of another associate's almost completed, so bachelor's and almost two associates. And uh for this whole deal I've only come out of pocket like seventeen hundred bucks, which isn't bad compared to people that have hundred grand, you know, what it whatever the number may be, but uh healthcare, college, those are two major things the military can do to help you get ahead. Um and with that uh, I know Rob wanted to talk a little bit about BAH and uh, the uh, OHA. OHA. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll dive into BAH and OHA. So, so basically with this, the military is always going to take care of you from the time you're in basic training to your technical school till you get to your first assignment. Either you're going to live off base or you're going to be on base. But either way, you're always going to have something as a house to call your own. So the way BAH works is the military gives you tax-free money based on your location. So it's going to change from Delaware to California to Florida. It's always going to be different, but it's going to be relative to the area you live to pay for your housing. So you're never going to be homeless in the military. And with that said, if you're overseas, you get something called OHA, which is the same thing. But the difference is OHA, you get exactly what your rent is. and your BAH, you get to keep the extra, but along with OHA, you live pretty good when you're overseas. I remember as a E4 in southern Spain, I had a four-bedroom house to myself one block from the beach. Now, another thing with OHA is if you actually buy a property overseas, you're going to get your full OHA because it doesn't go off your mortgage because you're going to have to make repairs and everything. So you're always going to get the full OHA. And also with OHA, you get utility money as well, which varies from location to location, but when I was in Germany, it was about $700 a month. So you can definitely live very, very comfortably off of it. And I think that's just a, a quick wrap-up of some ways the military can get you ahead. So you got your health care. You've got your college getting paid for. So you're not taking out student loans, which are a complete rip-off because you're going to have to 
pay them back. And if you pay it off early, a lot of them have stipulations and penalties. So you can't even pay this loan off early. And you're always going to get paid the first to 15th, no matter what. So you're going to be able to study yourself for a budget. And, and now we'd like to go into talking about a budget. All right, Matthew. So now that we wanted to talk about budgeting, I, w- I want the viewers and listeners to realize that we're real people on a journey right now to become successful. We haven't made it there yet. So let's, Let's just talk about some personal stories or sacrifices you make so that you can get yourself ahead. Sure, absolutely. Uh, when I was a young airman, one of the, well, I didn't do, I never lived in the dorms, so I didn't do this right away, but I was in off-base housing, and one of the rules that we're going to talk about and, and that I personally broke was that I bought an expensive $30,000 brand-new truck, okay? And I can't believe that the uh, uh, Federal Credit Union approved me for that, but of course they did, right? And that's that's part of the problem with young GIs is that they can get approved for ridiculous stuff that probably normal civilians with, with uh, a credit score that's less than par could ever get. So... I got approved for a $30,000 brand new, uh, truck and I soon realized this is not right. And I wanted, I got into finances and I started budgeting and I wanted to do something. So I ended up selling that. I actually traded that truck in for a $9,000 older truck. Okay. And then I, I actually was able to budget smartly after that. Um, and I paid that truck off fairly quick and didn't have a truck payment at all. And I enjoyed that uh, quite a bit. But, you know, once I started budgeting, another quick little story I have before I turn it over to you is once I started budgeting and, of course, I use an, I use an Excel sheet to track all my budgets and all my expenses and stuff like that, uh, I noticed how expensive cell phones were annually and you know what i just went and got rid of mine for about two years now i didn't do this forever eventually i wanted to have one back and i was dating a girl at the time where i was able to if it was an emergency or i needed a quick chat on her cell i could so it wasn't a big deal and i had a landline of course to keep open communication with the military so not a big deal but i want to tell you i saved about 2500 bucks uh a year doing that so that was nice to to be able to see that on a budget and apply it in real life and yeah budgeting can definitely if you're not budgeting you definitely want to start budgeting so that if you do break some of these rules we're going to talk about you can see how how expensive and how much money it's actually costing you versus how much you can save what about you rob do you have a couple personal stories oh yeah i mean i could definitely tell you uh I guess my journey started when I joined the military because before the military, I was pretty, uh, I spent everything. I didn't really care because I was young. I joined when I was 22. So I was a little bit older. Yeah, but I, I was making pretty good money, but I, I was blowing it on partying and fun. So I was just having a good life back then. But when I joined the military at 22, I, I opened my eyes and I started to like read things like rich dad poor dad and stuff and it kind of got me motivated but basically when i was in my first years in the military i've always been one to listen to people older than me 
and they were like, start your start your retirement fund right away. Start it right away. So I hit the dorms, 20% of my check going in. Boom, right off the bat. Then I was into savings bonds, too. So I was putting like maybe 50 to 60% of my check away into investments. I wouldn't say savings bonds were the best thing, but it was better than what other people do. I could have done a lot more than that. It was a start. Yeah, it, it was a start. I, I used that to pay off a car later on. Um, so I, after that, I realized through the military, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of throwing the money away to rent. So me and Matt here bought a house together and we, we were living like kings as A1Cs. We rented out the upstairs or the downstairs. We rented out. We lived upstairs. We spent like $200 a month out of our own BAH. And you, you would say we lived like kings then, right, Matt? I would say so. Certainly. I, I felt like I lived better then than I do now. But uh, basically, we went from having the house, and we still have it 12 years later, so it's producing some income. Now, fast forward, when I, I was in Europe for nine years, I didn't really have the access to buy a house. I didn't feel comfortable doing it. So I was putting money into TD Ameritrade and stuff like that to do my own investments. If I would have done it differently, I would have definitely um, gone with a stockbroker or something because I realized I'm not a professional at it. I did lose some money, but I did make a lot of gains as well. But I feel if you got a broker, it would be less uh, less stress on yourself. They do this professionally, and I feel it's good to handle them. So that brings me to where I am now. I bought another house last year. I do have roommates paying for it, but I'm at the point in my life now I'm kind of tired of having roommates. So I'm thinking about uh, renting this house out because with the VA, you have to live in the house for one year. So I've been a little bit over a year now. So I'm thinking about renting this house, buying something much smaller, like a condo, because I realize I don't need a lot of room. I don't like doing yard work or anything. So having a smaller place would be perfect for me. And I've also cut down all my subscriptions. I got rid of my Netflix and everything. The only thing I have is Amazon Prime, because I like to order stuff off the Internet, because Walmart and everything else is just too crazy for me, too many people. I like to be left alone most of the time when I go shopping. So I got rid of all my subscriptions and I started shopping around for auto insurance and everything. And I realized I was going with USAA, but Geico was $800 a year cheaper. So I'm not saying Geico is better than USAA in any way, shape or form. I'm just saying shop around, do your homework when you're going for auto insurance and even homeowners insurance. Definitely it would save you a lot for about 20 minutes of research. Um, with that said, I also, to get my budget better, I shop at discount grocery stores. I live in North Carolina now. I avoid Publix, Harris Teeter as much as I can. I try to go to Aldi as much as I can because they make pretty good products, and it's even cheaper than Walmart. Obviously, you can't find everything there, so you do have to sometimes go to other stores. Um, all my bills are on auto pay. I just got used to it when I was in Europe. I hated when I came back to the States of having to look at a check every month and write it out and send it in or go online and pay my bill. I'm just take, take it out, take it out. First and the 15th, I get paid. Just take my, take my paycheck and let it go. And then I know exactly what I have at the end of every month. Um, along with that in the future, I am, uh, I, I do have a truck payment but I realize I don't use my truck for what it's intended for. I'm not hauling massive things. I'm not going to Lowe's every weekend and doing projects. So I'm actually trying to sell that truck, get myself a 
a four-cylinder good gas mileage car and try to drive for Uber in the spare time. I did Uber for one night, and I really enjoyed it. So I feel that if you're a single person in the military, that is a great way to make some extra money if you feel comfortable doing it. So that that would be my my personal story of how I want to get ahead and obviously get more out of my paychecks every month. So these are just some ideas, and um, I do want to give a shout out to Jacob. He he's in our YouTube no our Facebook channel, and he said every dollar counts as a tool that he uses. And I know that's from Dave Ramsey. I'll have to check it out because I know I listen to Dave Ramsey, and he's got some good stuff. Uh, Matt, what what do you use when you you do your budget? Yeah, I just use an Excel sheet uh, for right now, but but certainly there are quite a lot of apps. And, I mean, just a pen and paper, if you're a young GI getting started, anything that you do, uh, even if you're able to track it in your head, that's fine. Anything that you do, it certainly is better than not doing one at all. So I recommend definitely uh, check out Jacob's recommendation and, and certainly do your research and see if there are some free or if you want to get crazy with it and, and get complex. There might be some uh, advanced programs that you could purchase even if you wanted to, but, but certainly there are a lot of tools to help uh, anybody but young, young GIs start running their budgets. And, you know, with you getting paid on the 1st and the 15th, and it just use, if you just use one debit or credit card to track everything, you can kind of get an idea of, you know, for the month what you spend. Uh, it's fairly easy to get started. Just uh, jump into it and do a little research, listen to these podcasts, and, and certainly you'll be on your way to, to uh, strengthening your network. Oh, I guess uh, there was one thing, that, two things that popped into my head while we were summing it up. Also, um, look at your, look at your interest rates. Uh, I've seen a lot of people get big cars like Matt was talking about with huge interest rates and, and look at that. Know, know, know what your credit score is so you know what you can really qualify for. I know I, when I bought my truck, I got 6% because interest rates were a little bit higher and I was like, oh, that's a lot. But some people would be happy with 6%, but I was able to refinance it for 4% through Navy Federal. So just um, look around at interest rates and see what you can get out there. And another thing is don't have too many toys. I mean, I got my first toy this year, and I regret it because it's been a huge expense. It's been a lot of fun, but it's an expensive hobby, and uh, I just don't think it's worth it for my lifestyle. Do you, do you have any toys or anything, Matt, or chime in on any of this stuff? No, not really. Uh I, you know, I did have a Land Cruiser that was a, a classic Land Cruiser that I guess would be a toy, but uh, I ended up selling that for a profit. So, what, what about that classic car? What's that? What about that classic car you had back in the day? I, I just thought of that. Yeah, you know what? That was a toy. I had. I talked about that in the other episode a little bit. I bought a, a classic car that I thought was a great deal, but ended up losing some cash. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've made the mistake of buying toys when I shouldn't have, and I recommend that you, you know, obviously you're not, you're not a young airman or GI who's going to start running these budgets so that you can, uh, increase your wish list for toys so you can buy a boat. That's not the point of this. 
Um, that's not what you want to do. You want to you want to increase the amount you're able to save or invest so you can increase your net worth. Um, don't have too many toys, like Rob said. You, you don't you don't need to be a a young GI and just because. You live in the dorms and uh, you go to the chow hall and your meals are provided to you. That doesn't mean that you should go out and buy an $80,000 brand new truck. I mean, that's just foolish. That doesn't mean you should go out and buy a brand new sports car that's, you know, $50,000, $60,000. That's absolutely a terrible idea. It's going to be more expensive than you could ever realize at first. Uh, you don't want to be car broke and you don't want to be house broke. You don't want to get out of the dorms and go think that you can buy a half a million dollar beach house. Uh, even if they say you are approved for it, it's, uh, you just definitely don't want to be house or, or car or toy broke with too many, too many of those things. I would also say, um, a lot of people don't touch on this subject because it's a touchy subject, but I, I would recommend if you have a choice in the matter, finding a low-maintenance partner that if it's a guy or girl, if they've got a lot of toys or the hair, makeup, nails, it all adds up. And if you can find somebody that's not high-maintenance, then that's perfect for you. And also, you need to make sure your partner's on the same page as you. If you're on this financial journey, your partner has to agree with it or else it's never going to work for you. And would you agree with that, Matt? I would agree. If, you, if you're dating someone and he or she says, oh, we're married now, my paycheck's my paycheck and your paycheck's my paycheck, and then they're not a financially, uh, you know, if they're not a financially brand person where they're looking to increase their net worth and thinking about their financial future and they're just going and blowing both your paychecks or maybe they don't work and it's just your paycheck or maybe they have very expensive taste or maybe your partner's, you know, nagging you to take them out to super expensive restaurants all the time or, or they want to be able to keep up with the Kardashians or they cost a million bucks. You're going to go broke. You are going to go broke. And some of you young guys may be already experiencing this. Well, I'm here to tell you you need to fix the situation before you you get in deep and you get in the red and you get in the hole, a hole you can't get out of. Because I definitely did have some bad partners, uh, some bad girlfriends that cost too much money and had to let them go. And then I, I've dated some great girls that, you know, we split the costs 50-50. They had a great, they invested money, great financial head on their shoulders, and that works out much better when you're trying to do things like this. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you with that. I'm definitely getting your other half on the same page is definitely per. And I'm not saying men can't be a high maintenance either. So for all you ladies right. out there listening to this podcast, find a low-maintenance man, too, somebody that doesn't have a lot of toys or doesn't spend a lot on clothing. That's definitely a, a plus. So, yeah, this will sum up our episode on uh, budgeting and your the reasons the military can help you get ahead. And remember, if you're listening to this and you haven't joined the military yet, remember your health care and your college and your paychecks are definitely important. And uh Again, give a shout out to Jacob for the Every Dollar Counts, and I'm going to check that out and review it and tell him if I like it or not. I haven't used that yet, but I'm sure I'll like it. And I want to thank you, Matthew, for helping me out with this episode, and you can 
Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at just search Dollar Bill Boot Camp. We're going to be the only ones that show up. And thank you, Matthew, for the call in. You're welcome, Rob. Always a pleasure.